Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Your Ben Jarofsky show for this Wednesday, December the 27th begins now. On today's show, Ben welcomes back good friend, longtime journalist, and man of integrity, Monroe Anderson. The Ben Jarofsky Show is a presentation of the Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago. If you want to know what to do, where to go, what to eat, what to drink, if you've got questions about the city of Chicago, related to the city of Chicago, you want to know about politics in the city of Chicago, just head to ChicagoReader.com. Oh, did I mention politics in the city of Chicago? Head to ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Rhode Island Ben Wednesday, and here's why. Got a lot of stuff on my mind today, ladies and gentlemen, and, and uh, as does Monroe Anderson, my distinguished guest every Wednesday in the show, sitting by, ready to come on, talk about the latest Trump news, the fight to preserve democracy in the United States of America. Yeah, we all know what's at stake, ladies and gentlemen, even if you don't want to believe in it, even, even if you want to like have this fantasy that it doesn't matter, there's no difference between either candidate, you know in the back of your mind this is a precarious moment for democracy in America. Uh, ruling just came out in Michigan. Uh, regarding uh, whether Trump's eligible to run for president. But this started a state of uh, lunacy uh, <laughs> right before I was done. An update, I should say, in the state of lunacy here in the United States of America. Right before we went on the air, uh, Monroe, I saw the story come across the New York Times and had me laughing out loud. In the state of Rhode Island, follow me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's a Hall of Fame in Rhode Island. Now, Rhode Island, for a lot of my listeners, may not know this. Okay, a lot of Chicagoans are clueless about Rhode Island. It is a state. Tiny <laughs> state. Yes, it's one of the original states. Monroe's from Gary, Indiana. They taught him stuff in those elementary schools about those 13 original colonies. So I am from Rhode Island. Long, long time ago, I lived in Rhode Island. That's really my home state. I always talk about I'm from Evanston, but in reality, I'm from Rhode Island. But you tell someone in Chicago you're from Rhode Island, they get that, that confused look on their face, Monroe, that classic Chicago confused look. Like they, I've seen it so many. Huh. I'm not quite sure. Well, Rhode Island is a state. It's in the east. It's right near Connecticut. Okay, I'm, I don't want to overwhelm you, Chicago. Hey, I tease you, Chicago. It's the smallest state in the in the country. I didn't know they had a Hall of Fame, Monroe. I did not know that. So when I saw this story about Michael Flynn, who was the former advisor uh, to Donald Trump, who uh, resigned in disgrace and has lost his freaking mind over the last year or so. He may be the, I know that the competition is really heated, Monroe, when you got people like Rudy Giuliani. Well, see, <laughs> I, I think Giuliani hasn't beat, although they're neck and neck, but I think Giuliani hasn't beat by uh, a nose. <laughs> well, for the batshit craziest supporter of, uh, 
of Donald Trump and Michael Flynn versus uh, uh, Giuliani. It's neck and neck. Uh, the New York Times uh, points out just some of the things uh, that Michael Flynn has done over the last year or so. Uh, and um, so uh, uh, Mr. Trump appointed Mr. Flynn. This is from the New York Times. Uh, after General Flynn had espoused questionable views, falsely stating uh, Islamic law was spreading in the United States and saying that the United States should work with any willing allies, including uh, Vladimir Putin, in a world war with Islamist militants. All right. So that's before he was appointed uh, national security advisor. Uh, uh, since then, uh, Flynn has also embraced QAnon theories and pushed other fringe ideas. In a January 2022 interview with the right-wing conspiracy website InfoWars, Flynn accused George Soros, Bill Gates, and Monroe Anderson of creating the coronavirus so they could steal the election and rule the world. I, he didn't really accuse Monroe Anderson of that. But I am wondering if that's going to spread on the Internet now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So he's a freaking nutcase. And somehow or other, the good folks of Rhode Island tried to, decided to put him in their Hall of Fame. I didn't even know they had a Hall of Fame, but they have a Hall of Fame. I, I had two thoughts when I saw this story, Monroe. My first thought was, what an outrage that Rhode Island would put Michael Flynn in his Hall of Fame. And the second was, hey, how come I'm not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> It can't be that many people in the hall. Oh, your buddy Putin and tell him to hook you up. Yeah, I think that's the key. You got to know Putin. Then they'll put you in the Hall of Fame in Rhode Island. That's pretty pathetic, uh, Rhode Island. But what that uh, signifies, Monroe, is a distinction that I think you're aware of. Uh, and that is fame versus virtue. So he's famous. Okay, people yeah. know the name. He made a... He, one way or another, for better or for worse, I would argue worse, he made a name for himself. So you could say he's infamous. All right? Exactly. No, he's all infamous. Right. He's not famous. He's infamous. There's a difference. So does infamy make you eligible for the Hall of Fame? Uh, I mean, well, Time Magazine made Hitler Man of the Year back in the 30s. Yes. And their yeah. argument was that... Uh, you don't have to be a Boy Scout to be infamous. Well, I mean, I, I would say to be infamous, it helps not to be a Boy Scout if you're using uh, like the traditional view of Boy Scout. Uh, yeah. But I, I know that. Now, as old as I am, I was not around in the 1930s when Time Magazine uh, put uh, Hitler's picture on their cover. And back in those days, ladies and gentlemen, youngsters, being uh, Time Man of the Year was a big deal. Was a major big deal. Uh, being on the cover of Time was a big deal, right? And um, well, their still argument is, uh, uh, Taylor Swift is there now, right? Taylor Swift's she, on the cover person, of Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's the person of the year this year. Oh, the person of the year. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, so at this point, it's like uh, you time. Of the year now it's person of the year. Person of the year, correct. I said correct. Or if it's a group of people, it's like persons of the year. At or this time, point, yeah. Time needs Taylor more than Taylor needs time, if you follow what I just said. Of course. Of course. You know. Right. So and uh, they, they did it for the sales. Yes. <laughs> it's the only way they'll get a millennial or a Z to kick right. in the pocket right. the paper. Exactly. <laughs> We'll, we'll wait a minute. This, we'll get into this. Is a perfect uh, segue to one of the top. We'll get into all the Trump news, ladies. What's going to be there? Okay, Trump's not going anywhere. 
uh, Monroe dropped this uh, a bombshell on me today. Now, utter ignorance. I apologize to my uh, listeners. I know you expect me to know absolutely everything. And sometimes I fail you by not knowing things. But Monroe uh, was telling me that uh, a friend of his or his cousin, or so, a relative of yours, Monroe, uh, went, went out to purchase a copy of the daily copy of the Chicago Tribunal. I mean, the Tribune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my cousin, and speaking of history, he's, he's Joyce's cousin. It's okay. E.P. Franklin. He's, he's written 12 books, and he's, uh, he's taught at Harvard and Yale and uh, Penn State. I mean, he's, he's a very distinguished and, and famous uh, historian. And, and unlike most of us, he still reads newspapers, <laughs> buys them. Okay. You do that too, Ben. Yes, but 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 you don't buy it off the newsstand. No, I don't. And so when I and also um, what I don't do anymore, which is what your uh, what Joyce's cousin does, is when I go to a town, I don't buy the local paper. In the old days, I was just like him. Whatever city I went to, I would immediately buy every morning the local paper just to see. First of all, what was in the national news because they all cover the national news. But I also was curious about. The local news. So if I was in Boston, I'd buy the Boston Globe. If I was in L.A., I'd buy the L.A. Times. You know what I'm saying, Monroe? I don't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, the I, culture. I, I used to do it back in the, the last millennium, but I gave it up. <laughs> anyway, the breaking news is that it costs $4. <laughs> Come on, Tribune. That's highway robbery. Even the Tribune knows that that thing is not worth four dollars. It's like you, you, you put four dollars on a newspaper. It's like your way of saying don't buy this newspaper. Well, when I worked there, I think it was fifty cents. So inflation strikes again. Yeah, no, man. It's uh, gosh, yeah, fifty cents. Those are good old days. Yeah, you go. Uh, oh, so many times I would go to a coffee shop, whatever town I was in, buy a newspaper. Four dollars. Oh my lord! And, and the New York Times is five dollars. He, he told me. Well, I mean, okay, the New York Times for, for one New York for for one day, and that's not the Sunday paper. He yeah, said that and was I, six or seven dollars. I, I will say this: the New York Times is uh, how do I say this is is far more valuable than the Tribune. So it it earns more or less than five dollars opposed to tribune the tribune should pay you to take the paper okay <laughs> damn come on the reader's always been free tribune why don't you just be free you know just be free just give it out all right and sometimes too oh lord don't get me started monroe anyway uh so we'll close i'll just say this in closing there's a uh there's been an uproar in rhode island that people have quit uh, they're leaving. They don't want to be in uh, the Hall of Fame. And I think it's true. They've mistaken uh, fame or infamy for virtue. Virtue is something, of course, that uh, you, is, is an honorific. It's something that you, uh, you warrants such a, a reward as being in the Hall of Fame. So, yes, uh, Rhode well, Island. The, the problem for, with Rhode Island and for Rhode Island because they don't have enough people there to be famous. So if you can't, you can't have a Hall of Fame with no people in the Hall. So well, they'll take anybody. Fact, they'll take me. After, 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 after I get off this podcast, I'm going to call and say, 
why isn't Ben, ben Jarowski in the Hall of Fame? He's He has a podcast. He, he's worthy of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, he's got a podcast. Right. <laughs> about, about a thousand, even in Rhode Island, probably about 10,000 people with podcasts. But that's uh, <laughs> all good, Rhode Island. Now, <laughs> so Rhode Island, I'm just letting you know uh, that uh, I'm officially not going to allow myself to be put in your hall of fame because Flynn's there. Okay. So now I have a reason. I don't think if you, if they put you in the hall of fame, I'm not sure if you get a choice. Do you think Flynn has been to a hall of fame? Um, You know, I'm so proud to be in the hall of fame. I, I now here's uh, my ignorance. Uh, I either they di- either didn't say this in the article or I didn't catch it in the article. If they did, I do not know if there's actually a an official building where it's the Hall of Fame Museum, you know, like the Grammy Museum right. in L.A. or something. So, uh, or the Hall of Fame for baseball in Cooperstown. I don't know if they have that. But if you do have that Hall of Fame in Rhode Island, I'm not going in. All right. And f- furthermore, <laughs> Monroe's not going in. <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah, my, 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 my son worked and Scott worked at in in, uh, in Rhode Island for yeah uh, at, at, at a computer company that went out of business. Yeah. Baseball player, yeah. Kurt Schilling. Yeah, Kurt Schilling. Yeah, yeah. He I remember there. that. And so I I remember that I could be the yep. the, the the Hall of Fame father. <laughs> So if they need somebody else, <laughs> me and Mike, Mike Flair can hang out together and fight with each other. Oh, my God. That would be funny. Monroe and Mike in the Hall of Fame. All right, let's move on. Uh, the latest news out of Michigan. The Michigan uh, Supreme Court essentially said <laughs> to the people who had filed a lawsuit uh, uh, to kick uh, Trump off the ballot, uh-uh, new way. We're not you doing, doing your dirty work. And this is this is the reality, ultimately, I, I say. Uh, and this leftover conversation from last week with Monroe, and this will be in the news for a while. I do not believe the courts, by and large, will rule in favor of these lawsuits uh, to have Trump uh, kicked off the ballot because he's an insurrectionist. I understand that if it's the letter of the law, he would be booted off the ballot. I understand that if he was just an ordinary citizen, uh, he would be uh, booted off the ballot. I completely understand that if, if he was a black guy from the west side of Chicago or from anywhere he'd already be in jail i understand that there's a disparity in the way uh, justice is meted out in this country i realize that the judges are bending over backward to uh, avoid uh, doing anything that would get donald trump upset at them i realize it's a wretched system that we have but that's not the point the point is there's no way the judges are i was stunned with by the colorado ruling and uh, Michigan judges said, uh-uh, we're not. Then they always, you know, like I always say, Monroe, you get, the, hey, they call in the law clerks. Just give us some excuse not to kick Trump off the ballot. You're got to be smart. You're a law clerk. Now go figure something out and come back to me. And these, they dutifully do that. They come back with some excuse and uh, that's what passes. So uh, for law in our country. So even though Donald Trump is an insurrectionist and even though it, the 14th Amendment specifically states that he should not be eligible, uh-uh. They're going to look the other way, Monroe. So Michigan uh, says, 
you can stay on the ballot for the time being. We're not doing your dirty work. Your thoughts, Monroe? Well, no, what the way they presented it in Michigan was that he wasn't a candidate for president until he wins the nomination. And so once he's won the nomination, which we all know he will win, then they will reconsider. And so the, the threat is that candidate Trump will, Republican nominee for president, candidate mm -hmm. Trump could be kicked off at that time. Now, what, what, what confuses me in this situation is this politically and legally is going to present a much greater problem if he's actually the Republican Party standard there, mm -hmm. then now is just the front runner to be the standard there. And the other thing, of course, is I, this is just, I mean, Trump has just made such a mess intentionally of this thing because if he becomes the standard bearer, which we tr fully expect him to do, and then he actually beats Biden and becomes the president, then what do we do when, when, when he starts uh, totally dismantling democracy, the democracy we've known? He tried it the first time, and he didn't do all that he wanted to do because he had people, he, he had people who worked for him, who worked as a rail to stop him from doing some crazy stuff. When he becomes, if he, if he becomes president in 2024, then he's only going to nominate lackeys. Yeah. And, um, and, and he knows how to get around Senate approval. He makes them acting, whatever the position is, where they don't need, where he, don't, he won't need some, uh, Senate approval. And they will um, lock up Hillary and lock up Obama, and lock up uh, Biden, and get revenge on all the people he wants revenge on. And what's really weird is that the polls are reflecting more and more and more that your MAGA Republicans are all in favor for that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's so deep, man, where this country is right now. It, uh, it's... Um, uh, it's it, it's uh, I mean it's, it's hard to escape. And yesterday I was uh, sort of making light out of um, the insanity of Donald Trump's Christmas greeting. So this is the presidential Christmas greeting, where he says uh, his enemies can rot in hell, and then he says Merry Christmas, and I'm like, this is a lunatic, and. <laughs> And Mag is like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's doing his best bad Santa uh, Ebenezer Scrooge imitation. <laughs> bad Santa was a funny movie, man. The, the Bernie <laughs> Mac, rest in peace, was in that movie. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, so that's that's. Uh, and the other going back to Michigan, the other point, uh, Monroe. Uh, that I, I think is uh, sort of buried in this ruling 
is that Michigan is waiting for the Supremes, the U.S. Supremes. So the Michigan Supreme Court right. uh, realizes that the U.S. Supreme Court uh, has to rule on the Colorado case. And so <laughs> unlike Colorado, they're like, uh, we don't want, uh, Colorado's the bad guys. <laughs> Let's let's see what happens in Colorado, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're the judges that are getting the death threats right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but uh, as I mentioned to you before we uh, came on air with this, mm-hmm. uh, I read a, 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 an opinion piece in the New York Times, I think, May have been Atlantic. And I, 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 I take so many different um, samples from from the news, so I can't keep up where I got them. But anyway, yeah. there was this editorial, this opinion piece, where the person said uh, basically uh, why uh, the Supreme Court should say that. Trump can just say no to Denver, and that all he 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 posited that all nine justices ought to say no to yeah. the yeah. idea of taking Trump off off the ballot. And his position was that because it was one state, if 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 it was one state of impacting that state's. Um, campaign or or um, any anything that was happening in Colorado that would be fine. But if the Supreme Court allows Colorado to make that judgment, then the other other states will follow, and and it 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 or could follow, and that it will it could result in basically Colorado deciding who the president of the United States is. And uh, some, some um, attorney general in, in one of the uh, Republican states has already threatened to um, take Biden off the ballot there with some cockamamie scheme. And so it would, be more, it, it would create total chaos. Mm-hmm. It happened. It just really destroyed justice. This was the argument. Now it's it's what? a it's it's a debatable argument in the sense of uh, there is a an escape clause in the amendment. It says that Congress can um, reverse what the court has ruled. They could let, let let's say um, the ruling the Supreme Court allows um, Colorado to stay, then mm-hmm. Congress can vote to not to, to not take him Trump off the ballot. And that would be the end of it. Congress gets oh. the final say, not the courts. Yeah. According to the to the the law. Yeah. All right. Well okay. Okay, so but the problem yeah. with where we are right now in America is if you if the Republicans get to vote on whether uh, Trump stays or not, well, we know what that vote's going to be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. okay. So, yeah. 
so I, I couldn't find the essay that you were alluding to, probably because I was looking for it in the New York Times. Now I realize it was maybe on a different publication. Neither yeah, my, neither this, this, yeah. So, so you can find anybody to make any kind of argument. If this guy went to law school, Adolfo Mondragon pointed out, you can find a lawyer to say right. anything. That's what lawyers do. Okay, That's right. why you hire a lawyer. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's the, the genius of lawyers. And they're taught. They're taught to argue either side. That's what. Right. So no. Our hero, Harold Washington, when he was in the state Senate, was known for being able to argue either side of an issue very well. First, that is a type of human being that can do that. Some yeah. of my dearest friends, having not, on matters having nothing to do with uh, constitutional law. We'll be talking about sports, and I'll realize, like, Norm, you're saying the exact opposite thing of what you said yesterday. You just love to argue, okay? Right. right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a talent. That's a skill. I, I realize that. Um, and uh, so I submit to you, uh, once again, uh, you, I'm just conjuring up my Harold Washington. I submit to you. Uh, you're just scooters bashing. That's what you're doing. Admit it. <laughs> I submit to you one more time that the Supremes will echo whatever that SAS wrote uh, in whatever publication it was as they cook up, cook up an excuse to duck and dodge what they've stated their whole life, that they're committed to the actual word in the text. That's what they're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. And so they're going to and, and they're going to wiggle out on the on the in the matter that it doesn't say uh, president uh, in the. Uh, he just says, I don't know, officer of the federal government. Well, some, I, some... No, and, and, and in that article, the person that wrote this article, what yeah. he said was that he researched it. Yeah. And and the the amendment, he, he researched it. And it had had president in it. And um, it was taken out for the very reason he's arguing, that a state yeah. could impact who was president and, and and impact the other states. One state could impact all the other states by um, not allowing a candidate to be on their ballot. And, okay. you know, I, I, when I read that, I mean, before that, I was 100% for what Colorado has, has done. But then in reading that, it, it, it made me a little shaky on my resolution, you know, because there's there's a certain certain amount of logic in that argument, legally. All right. So, um, uh, so are you now backing away from your uh, bet from last week? This is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ben Jarovsko, last, last week you definitively stated, uh, and we made a bet, that the, the Supremes would, would uphold the Colorado ruling. Now, one week later, you're like... Are you backing away from that? Because I'm I'm a man of principle and character. <laughs> and therefore, on the rare occasion when it happens, I can admit that perhaps I was wrong. Fair. <laughs> He's not Michael Flynn, ladies and gentlemen. Rhode Island, <laughs> kick out Flynn and put Monroe Anderson in. And his son used to live in Rhode Island, so that's good enough, okay? Right. <laughs> yeah, they need some they need some Hall of Famers, so 
<laughs> Here you go. Uh, and I want to be in the Gary Hall of Fame. I don't know what I got to figure oh, out. Gary a way. got lots of people. They can put the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Not like Rhode Island. Right, exactly. First of all, you can start with the Jackson Five. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know what? That's a Rhode Island. That's man, Gary. That little city in northwest corner of Indiana has got you beat. Okay, just starting with the Jackson Five and the guy who was Blackula. Don't forget that guy. Yeah, William Marshall. Right. William, I was at a movie theater last night, Monroe, and yeah. uh, um, I always saw American Fiction. Please, folks, great flick. But um. There was T-shirts in the lobby, and there was a Blackula T-shirt. Oh, man, I, I was like, I gotta get this T-shirt. I got it. It's one of my favorite movies from the seventies. Uh, and it's Karis is from Gary, Indiana. Yes. And, yeah. And the hammer, Fred Williams, the hammer is from Gary, Indiana. Correct. Fred the hammer. Did he go to your high school, Monroe? Uh. I want to say he did. Harris or the no, no, not no, Alex Harris. Did not go to your high school. Uh, yeah, Fred Williams. Uh, All right. So, son. getting the back Hammer. to, uh, so Monroe is uh, is we obviously have the Nobel, one last the Nobel uh, uh, financial guy. Uh, oh, I know who you talk about the great economist. Um, yeah, Joseph right. He's a, uh, Stignitz. Yeah. Yeah, Stignitz. Right. Yeah. So I you know, I'm in I'm in good company. <laughs> yeah, you're in good company, Rhode Island. You got nothing. So anyway, so Monroe is backing away on his prediction, uh, and but he's gonna uh, he's seeing the light. Well, and it's, I, I, I'm considering. I have a, I have a gone one way or the other now, but I'm just not as positive as I was last week. After so, having read okay. the so as I always like to say, this entire dispute shines a light uh, on the um, fraudulent system we have in our country for electing presidents, electoral college system. So uh, if, as Monroe points out, Colorado has the right to bounce Donnie Trump off the ballot uh, when he's clearly violated the law, and let's say Alabama, which is a red state, is going to cook up some excuse to bounce uh, Joe Biden off the ballot, even if he hasn't violated the law. So once again, the Dems play by the rules. The Republicans don't play there by the rules. So I submit to you, let's just go full. Let's take it the whole way. So every blue state officially bounces uh, Donnie Trump off the ballot, and every red state just bounce Biden off the ballot. And the only states that will get to choose between one or the other will be one of, I don't know, what is it, five swing states? Let's just do it, folks. That's the system we have. Let's go take it to the full hilt. So, like, the only states that get to vote in the election will be, I don't know what, uh, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, I guess Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. You know, that'll be it, Monroe. Yes. North Carolina. That'll be it. That'll be the election. Yeah. I mean. That's essentially the election as it is. We go through this, right? You and I are going to vote, but we all know it doesn't really matter because of this crazy system we have, right? You vote. You and I are going to vote for Biden over Trump. We know that. Illinois will vote for Biden over Trump, and then ultimately it won't matter because of the electoral college system. Right. Which so, we need to get rid of. Yes. It's possible. 
and as I always like to point out before we okay. move, leave this topic, had the Supremes delivered the 20, 2000 election to uh, Gore, the Republicans would, would be in year 23 of abolishing the Electoral College because they don't play. Democrats are the biggest wimps in the world. But you get what I'm saying, Monroe? They're t- year 23. You don't think Republicans would be trying to abolish the Electoral College system? No, because no. the Electoral College system favors small state. They this this is this this is why um for the last um four or five elections uh, the electoral college uh the popular vote person didn't didn't get it. The electoral college went to it because uh you know it's just like with senators. Uh we'll go back to Rhode Island or Vermont, really Vermont. We'll go to Vermont versus California. And both of them have two senators. Or we'll go to Montana versus California. Both of them have two senators. So it's it's not a, a pure democracy we have. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, all right, a uh, couple things before we um, uh, do a little promotional work. Uh, I don't know if you saw this story. It was the front page story in today's uh, Chicago Sun Times. It's it's been all over the uh, the country. It's not just the Sun Times. I'll give the Sun Times a, a, a shout out. Uh, so it's it's just one of these things where um, <laughs> we've been fed this line all for like six months that the economy is terrible, that Americans have no faith in the economy, that they fear things are worse than ever. Okay, we've been fed that line. America's totally gaslit by MAGA and Fox. And all of a sudden, the Sun-Times headline, oh my God, this is surprising. Christmas shopping is way, way up. Right. And then they interview all these people. I love it when sometimes they interview these men on the streets like, oh, yeah, I went to the store and I, I bought this and I bought that. And the merchants, yeah, business is great. And like Monroe, I've been telling you this all along. It's like this is a gaslit country, man. Brainwashed country. Like the economy is about as strong as it's ever been. But Americans are walking around going, oh, it's not. And uh, it's, it's just uh, this bit. I really think it's a political thing. They just don't want to give Biden any credit. Your thoughts? Oh, of course. And and um, others, you know, for example, the Bernie Bros tried to say, <laughs> not, not give him credit for the longest, but finally you had to cough it up. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> and so, but the but the running line right now defending that attitude about how bad the economy is yeah is that while the stock market is hitting record marks uh, there's no recession the recession that everybody was predicting hasn't occurred but groceries are still high and while gas is as high as it was last year it's not as low as it was say in uh, 2010 or something like that. So people go buy gas and they go, oh, it's too expensive. I mean, this is how they explain the perception versus the reality among the American voters right now. 
is that people, yeah. And I understand the grocery thing because I am not a poor man by any stretch. But when I go buy groceries, I get pissed off at the prices. Now, a bag of potato chips is $5 or something now. It's like, this is ridiculous. No, it is ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. And inequality in this country is absolutely absurd. And guess what, America? It was that way under Trump. So this right. notion that a president is somehow or other responsible for how you feel. It's so weird how we do this and how you feel at this moment. You know, like when you go buy your milk, oh, I'm mad because my milk is too high. I'm going to vote for Trump, the fascist. <laughs> it's just like, it's almost a name thing, man. You know? Oh, yeah, with Biden, the problem is, the reality the problem is um, ageism. That um, They don't like Biden because he's 80 years old. So they're going to go for that spring chicken, Trump, who's, who's a mere I, I had on the show yesterday, Sergio uh, Vicente, who is a, um, a podcaster. Uh, his specialty is the world of wrestling and mixed martial arts. And he himself is a practitioner of mixed martial arts. Uh, and he's, so he's very astute, Monroe Fami, in this on uh, like the bravado of wrestling. And the bravado of trash talking. Uh, and uh, so in that realm of the universe, I call it the Joe Rogan realm of the universe. Yeah. Uh, where there's utter disdain for people who they view as physically weak. And Donald Trump has that as well. So if you look at Joe Biden, he moves slowly. He talks in very measured, slow, uh, measured cadence. He's clearly an uh, uh, older person yeah. who is just, has to focus very care hard on what he's going to say because he also has a stuttering problem, right. which is well, compounded that's, that's by his age. He, he, he's trying not to stutter. Yes, he's trying not to stutter. And anyone who, anyone who has any kind of impediment like that knows how difficult that is. I can tell you that as a guy with dyslexia. So in the world of Rogan and MAGA, that's a weakness. And they despise it, Monroe. Like, the Joe Rogans of the world hate the fragility of Joe Biden far more than they hate the fascism of Trump. In fact, yeah, well, they see yeah, that yeah, strength. You know, because, you know, because they're now um, desiring to be macho men. Yeah. Uh, they, they have this whole theory about how the American male is, has, has become too weak and too accommodating to women, and uh, they're not John Wayne anymore. And so that's 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 their, I mean, you know, these these guys who I could beat in a pillow fight right now are trying to come off like they're really tough. Yeah, oh, for real. And uh, so that's another little gaslighting in America uh, that's been happening right now. People have lost. They there's like. They just uh, they they just fall in line with certain myths, Monroe, certain uh, talking points, uh, and that's all they see. All right, let's uh, close a little shout out on Tuesday, January 9th. Our dear friend Monroe Anderson uh, will be uh, part of a panel at the Chicago Public Library, uh, which will be moderated by Professor Dick Simpson, who uh, just put together a book featuring an essay by Monroe about uh, mayors in Chicago, modern mayors in Chicago. And uh, it is Tuesday, January 9th from 6 to 7. Uh, my beloved uh, Chicago library, 
Doesn't I didn't say where it's going to be. I guess it's at the Harold Washington Center. Yeah, it is. It is at the Harold Washington Library. Uh, so Monroe, you'll be on a panel with a bunch of people who, uh, most of them, no, I'm just teasing here, but most of them, the greatest mayor, Richie Daly. Uh, and you, <laughs> you'd be, no, Errol Washington, the great, it, it, Dick Simpson will be going, and, Lori Lightfoot, uh, the greatest yeah, right. mayor. <laughs> he loves Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. You know, he was part of her campaign, Excellent. Yes, he was. But uh, like, he liked Mayor Johnson a lot, too. You know, Dick, Dick is a hardcore liberal, so he's a liberal back at, and, 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 as an alderman with being a liberal was dangerous. Yes. I, and I voted for you, Dick Simpson, for Congress. People forget he ran for Congress once against Danny Rasenkowski and John Cullerton. Uh, I voted for you, Simpson, so I just want to get, get that shout-out out there. But uh, I'm sure you're going to be uh, telling stories uh, about the transition from Washington to Sawyer and then uh, uh, from Sawyer to Daly and the reflections years later, how it's all impacted uh, Chicago politics to this day, correct? Yes, of course. I did it in the, the chapter. I'm going to do it on the panel. And um, somewhere after the ninth, I'm going to do it on uh, your podcast. Yes. We'll bring Dick Simpson on the show as well. Yeah, yeah, because the truth is out there. <laughs> and and the truth is that there was an intentional sabotage of, of, of uh, Gene Sawyer's candidacy in order to guarantee uh, that Richie Daly uh, would be elected mayor. Do you no, not believe but, the truth? No. Well, actually, the, the the original disloyalty or, or attack was the mamas of, of of the former Washington campaign. They decided that um, they put out the big lie that Tim Evans was the heir apparent to Harold Washington, and so they put that out there. So everybody was not everybody; more than half of the black community in Chicago was for Evans and against Sawyer. And so they put that out, and uh, which was to the glee of the 29, of course. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and it forever split the black uh, Chicago vote yeah. at, at that time. In fact, the Tim Evans supporters were acting as if it, the race was between Sawyer and Evans. Mm-hmm. And Kelly just um, Kate walked in yep. to office and stayed around for what twenty two years or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. twenty years gave you something to do, Ben. Otherwise, <laughs> you wouldn't have anything to bad mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's oh, you should you should be forever be <laughs> grateful to Richard M. Dale. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. Thank you, Richie, and thank you, Rom. <laughs> the two R's. You really gave me something to write about and talk about and complain about. And that's why, if, without you, I wouldn't be eligible for the Hall of Fame in Rhode Island. So, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking so it all of, works out. <laughs> it all works out in the long run. Oh, my goodness. I'll close with this. When you were doing that riff, I remember uh, when Louis, Louis Gutierrez uh, 
Oh God, what a what a what a move he made. Louis Gutierrez was owes everything in his uh, political uh, life to the fact that Harold Washington plucked him from anonymity uh, and gave him a job at City Hall, and then later endorsed him for alderman. Uh, and then he he uh, supported Daly over Sawyer in '89. And I remember forget him saying, and I'm paraphrasing, "What the black community split? That they're not even united. So I'm just going to cut a deal with Daly." I'm going. Oh, Luis Gutierrez, you are a very shrewd player of the game. So everybody took advantage of that division of the black community, uh, Monroe. <laughs> you know, worked right. out well for a lot of people. Well, and, except the uh, black community. We yeah, except for black people. people. <laughs> yeah. All right, Monroe, thank you very much. And the very best to you at the close out the year. I'll see you next year. So have a happy new year, right? Okay. All right. Take care. That's the legendary Monroe Anderson. Also want to thank producer Chris. He does an outstanding job. He should be in the Gary Hall of Fame and the Rhode Island Hall of Fame and the Alton Hall of Fame. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. And remember, you can always catch up on previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews, read columns written by Ben Jarofsky, and read columns written by other great reader writers, all at chicagoreader.com for free. Don't forget, you can always donate to the reader. You can find your link on that website, chicagoreader.com. Follow Ben on Instagram, because I know you're hanging out there looking at pictures, sharing photos of your dog or your cat or your kid or your food or you on the beach. Something. You're on there. Follow Ben Jarofsky on Instagram. It's at Benny J Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow the Ben Jarofsky Show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms. (laughs) 